Welcome to the latest Progress with Unity podcast. We've got a full house in the studio tonight, bar the birthday boy himself, Mr. Thorpe. We've got Adam, Adam and Sai. How are you this evening, old Adam? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Yeah, I enjoyed the game last night. Very exciting game and uh, yeah, pretty much looking forward to every game at the moment. Uh, would you echo those sentiments, young Adam? Oh, yeah, I uh, enjoyed the game last night. Uh, good to get back to the DW under the lights and uh, looking forward to going to Charlton on Saturday. Yeah, fantastic uh, performance from my point of view. I thought we were brilliant last night. Really enjoyed the game. Watch the highlights again this afternoon on Lassic's official website. Uh, the commentator was off Sky Sports, who at the end of it all said, what a fabulous game of football, a great advert for League One. And I totally agree with that one. Right, let's do a little bit of analysis about the game itself. Simon, I've noticed on the uh, on the podcast uh, we've got a man of the match. Have you had a look who, who won it? I'll tell you now, it was 10 died to Rikua with 42%. What did you make of him last night, Si? I thought, I thought he played really well. Um, again, Barry, I, I put the poll out last night and the problem that you had at the weekend was we could have done with 11 spots on that uh, on that poll. But I thought Dariqa played well. Left-back as well. I, I couldn't fault him. Did all right. feel that uh, maybe a chance he had early door by the first half that uh, it seemed easier to score than, than do what he did. But yeah, he, he played well. For me... One glaring omission, which I've been thinking about putting in on the poll, was Jack Watmore, because I thought he was absolutely superb. Put the poll up, and before I could get a chance to change it, we already had votes in, so it had to stay as it was. So I think with Watmore being in, he might have just beaten Dariqua to uh, the man of the match, but fully justified. Um, Again, not a bad player, really, yesterday. Absolutely not. Superb. I thought he would showed us a right turn of pace as well. Old Adam, Simon's mentioned the uh, the miss there uh, that he made and there was Keane's disallowed goal as well, which was quite borderline. Um, and then there was a couple of other chances. Um, Charlie White had a, a, an header. Uh, Jordan Jones had a, an effort as well, which uh, he had uh, White free to his right. Was you a little bit disappointed at half-time to go in goalless? I know we've only played three games, but it was by far the best performance of the season. And I think in the first half, nobody would have really complained if it was 2-0 to Wigan at half-time. I think we had some good chances. I know Jones went through on goal, but it's very easy for us in the stand when we can see the full perspective and see that there's a square on. But I think people on Twitter need to realise that things happen pretty quickly in, in, in football. Young Adam, Jordan Cousins and uh, Tommy Naylor in midfield. What a combination yeah, it, they were last night. It was like it was like watching a, a throwback to uh, Morsi and Williams, isn't it? I've got to say, I do like that partnership the most from what I've seen so far. Um, I've got to say, I was surprised with how well we settled into the game because going into it, I, I think this was probably, from my perspective, our toughest game yet. Um, Wickham have a manager, though, who's probably one of the longest-serving managers in, in, the league, in the Football League at this point. Um, got some very good players, probably underestimated a little. They just came down, they ended the championship season very strong. So, yeah, I was I was definitely, I was going into last night thinking, get a point here and, um, and we do all right. And I think, I think like you say, Naylor and Cousins were probably a, a massive factor in how well we controlled the game. Um, that that dominance allowed us to have a lot of chances that, like like you've mentioned, we, sh- we should have scored more of, but 
again, that's football. You, you look on Saturday, we had we had very little amount of chances compared to to what we had last night. We came away with a, a win where we probably would have took a draw. And last night, you, you know, you, you, you're minutes and seconds away from it from three points, and it gets snatched away from you. So it's a funny game, but I think there's a lot of positives we take from it that we can we can move on Saturday with a with a lot of optimism. Building on what young Adam just said, I think about that partnership, you know, uh, yeah, Cousins and uh, Nailworth for me, absolutely fantastic. I think it's a shame for Max Power because obviously, you know, he's he, we've seen it as a quality midfielder at this level, but played well at right back. And for me, they look like a really good partnership. Uh, never mind Cousins, they look more like brothers, don't they? Yep, they do. Uh, indeed. And uh, came out in the second half and with, within a minute, what a turn and shot from uh, Callum Lang. Top corner, like a rocket. Fantastic effort. Yeah, so I'll have to admit, I did, I did miss the goal. Um, I was still finishing off my half-time pint and uh, a pie, but uh, having seen the goal, it was, a, it was a brilliant finish and it was that kind of bit of magic that we need to break the deadlock. And, it, and you, you could say, out of all the chances that we had, it was probably the most difficult um, but that's how it works, isn't it? So, um, yeah, a very good finish from Lange and hopefully uh, he gets some confidence from that goal and, and bags a, a shed load of more goals in the next few weeks. You don't need to get your priorities right, Adam. You need to be back up there in that stand doing your research. Yeah, well, Pendlebury, I, I've seen you guilty at the friendlies. I know they're only friendlies, but, you know, it, you, you've got to stick to your own principles in that case. Very fair, yeah. I admit that I'm a hypocrite. Side from my vantage point in the East Stand, I can see straight across to you in the West, and you're always sat there for the start of the second half. Tactical, you see. Tactical. Send your send your old man in for the uh, the halftime snacks. Uh, don't do it yourself. But what what a finish from Lang. Um, do you know what I was more impressed with, Barry? The fact that four minutes later we didn't concede. <laughs> Although we did concede later on, it, it was nice not to concede straight away. But it, it was just something a bit different from the... It was a training ground free kick, wasn't it? You could tell it had been worked, where people were going to lie. Um, and then, yeah, cracking, cracking finish. Just a shame we couldn't see the game out. I think we just we just sat back a bit too much, didn't we, in that final 15 and just invited wave after wave of Wickham attack and Akin Fenwa comes on and does what Akin Fenwa does and just causes problems for defenders, doesn't he? Just gone past 90 minutes when the ball hit the back of the net. So it was it was disappointing from that point of view. But the lad who scored it for them, I can't remember his name now. But he was quite he he had quite a poor game, I, I seem to recall. And um, yeah, do you think he's suddenly been still on the post? I know Derrickwood Dur- was over that side, but he wasn't on the post. If somebody had been still on that post, would they have uh, stopped the ball going in the back of the net? Very easy. To, it's very easy to say that, isn't it? In hindsight, but. There's advantages to being on the post and the advantages of, of not being. So I think it was one of those cases where probably it went in off the post. It may have been, it may have fooled the defenders to the line. It's one of those difficult to deal with. So I did think the goal pretty much. I know you, you said there was more pressure from Wickham. It turned into a bit more of a scrappy affair the last 15. But I was still, it still felt like it came out of nowhere because we were kind of cruising still. I thought anyway, um, but it happens, and you know. Uh, Wickham are a good team for that reason. They, you know, they may not play the prettiest football, but they've got a very good point. And the fact that 
you know, you, you look over to the away end and, and the players and they're so happy with that result against a completely new, brand new Wigan team. This is a team that's just come out of the championship. I think we take a lot of credit from that and I think we take a lot of confidence from last night's game, despite the disappointment, obviously, that, that came with the last-minute equaliser. Yeah, all that, and I'll come to you now because I want you to comment on the attendance, if you don't mind. Uh, there was 8,671 8, with uh, 300 from Wickham. Uh they're not the best supported club in the world. It was a Tuesday night. It was absolutely hammering it down. Good turnout from them. Was you, was you yeah, I mean, pleased? 300 a decent following, you know, on Tuesday night. And like you said, the weather wasn't great. I think overall, uh, pleased with the attendance, really. I think I said the other day it might drop below eight. I think we've kept up most of our fans from the other day, I think, with a natural drop-off for it being a midweek game possibly less of a drop-off than we've had in previous seasons from a Saturday to a Tuesday. So, yeah, very positive. Excellent stuff. Uh, obviously, before the game, we had a nice little treat for ourselves. James McLean coming out to the tune of Jimmy Mack. Well, now you're coming back. Well, obviously, he's coming back. Uh, we spoke on, on uh, Sunday, old Adam, about James McLean, and you said, oh, I can't see this happening. This ain't going to happen. And to be honest with you, I, you know, I was sort of... I didn't think he'd be signing on a permanent deal, but I, I, I thought he might have come on loan. But yeah, I mean, I said something similar, didn't I? When you were probably not on the actual podcast, but in the chat uh, when uh, Charlie White signed, um, maybe maybe I'm underestimating the fact that we, you know, the um, the ambition that we've got. Really, um, that said, I still think McLean probably took a decent payoff from Stoke. There's no way we're going to be covering uh, his full wages. Um, and I think in the next home game, there's only one tune. Return of the Mac. Return of the Mac. Big announcement today in the Wigan Evening Post, which has stirred a few people up. Talal aims to paint the, the, uh, the DW blue. Strange reaction from the uh, rugby lot, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't understand where they're coming from. For me, John Cumberbatch on Twitter summed it up perfectly, and I'll read out his tweet. If you rent the same holiday home for 14 nights a year, every year, at mates' rates, you can't really dictate to the owner about what colour they paint the walls, can you? And I think that, that sums it up. That's exactly what they do. They're renting this place off us, for, for next to nothing, and they're just occasional users. It looks a mess at the moment, and I think they've recognised that. And if they've got one to spruce it up, what better colour than, than blue and white to choose? If, if they don't like it and they're threatening to leave, let them go for 300 grand a year. There's been a nice little Photoshop job he done, hasn't there, with WAFC across the seats and in the white and the blue. It, look, it looks spot on. There's been a bit of extra work being done on the ground today, Barry, as well. I had a, had a drive past and there's some big posters gone up alongside the uh, hashtag believe on the front of the stadium. It's looking, getting a bit of identity, I think a lot of people are saying now, isn't it? You know, it's it's not just looking like a generic uh, sports stadium. We're getting a bit of uh, bit of ownership. Yeah, well, one thing Talal said was it's, uh, it's a, a football stadium and that's what it'll always be. So... Thank you, Talal, for saying that. I don't see the problem at all. Um, I think it's only a good thing because, you know, you want to feel like you're at home, don't you? And and I feel like probably under the wheel and he's probably a bit too 
scared of upsetting him because, you know, he's a rugby fan as well. So I think it's good that we have an owner now that's taking proper leadership and and and, and giving us a, a direction and giving us an identity that ultimately helps bring people in as well to, to support the football club because it's it's a very simple idea, but having all this outside the stadium, I think just has a, a positive effect on the fan base and draws more people in at the end of the day. Adam? Yeah, and uh, I think, obviously I agree with what you've said so far, but I think the little tweaks around the ground now are very positive. I think there's still a lot more that needs to be done. You know, I'm not one to be critical or anything like that because things take time. But like, for example, one thing I noticed yesterday, I know it's not a huge thing, but I'm sure this, the, the, the management team in place would want to ensure that, for example, when you're advertising in the supporters club bar, you know, do we still need to be putting up uh, evenings from 2020 and the special wedding deal from 2020? For me, you know, that's another little thing. It's only a very minor thing, but I'm sure there's other things that they can advertise in there and sort of move this club forward. So, so far, so good. Still a lot to do. And I know Mel Brannigan, Talal and his team are certainly going to push for that. Sai, you want to come in before we move on? Yeah, just, just a quick one. With the, well, I'm talking about the stadium and everything like that. It's one thing I think is lacking at the minute. Well, two things. I think what's going on around outside the ground between the south and east corner, a lot of those little outside catering facilities, it looks, you know, it looks the part. One thing I'm a little bit disappointed with, and I don't know who to direct the, the query to, so if anyone knows who we need to speak to, is the lack of parking permits. I, I drive to every game and park up, um, and there's normally a, a, a deal, you know, if you purchase a, a permit. Adam, has anything been said? cascaded down towards the supporter club with regards to that. Is there anything that you know being on the committee at all now? Nothing as yet, but I can definitely try and find out the answer. I know uh, Barry had a bit of information about uh, parking, but I don't know whether that was uh, Chatham's Reels. Massive game on Saturday. We're playing a Charlton side who were uh, in, in a poor run of form. Last season, they did the double over us, 2 one nilers. The referee for the game is Craig Hicks from Surrey. It'll be his first Latics game. He's refereed Charlton five times previously, three of which were last season. They won them all and didn't concede a goal in doing so. So far, he's taken three games and issued 10 yellows. Uh, in Charlton's team, we're likely to see Jason Pearce and Alex Gilby. And during the seasons, we've played them 14 times, won five, drawn three, and lost six. Um, Adam, have we got an away fan? Yes, we have. We've got an away fan. Uh, Atrick Ball tonight for John Stevens, making his third appearance on the podcast. And uh, if you remember back, uh, just after administration, he came on and said some very kind words uh, about us. So over to the very optimistic John. It's been a tough start so far uh, this season. Uh, we've taken just the one point from the first three games. I still think we are two, maybe three players off being um, competitive. There's still some work to do um, in the transfer market. A couple more ball players are going to be needed, especially someone that can come in, put their foot on the ball and see that pass going forward. Um, I'm expecting that if we do get someone like that in, though, it's probably going to be a loan signing rather than someone permanent. 
Um, yeah, I think we're, we're going to need a player like that. We do have this habit of playing side-to-side possession-based football, but being not very penetrating in the opposition half. Um, so, yeah, still some work to do there. We have brought in Stockley, uh, John Asimi, uh, Kirk, um, and Fanwo has come back this year. Um, still on loan from Norwich, but we do have the option to buy this year. Um, I, th- I think that will be taken up as long as he has a season like he had last season. We'll, we'll take that up. Um, the rest of the signings mm, just seem to be other teams cast off. Um, nothing really to excite. Um, you know, they'll they'll do a job. I think they're going to be more squad players. I think by the end of the transfer window, but we we you know we wait and see. And everyone does seem to be pulling in the right direction though this year. Uh, and I think with Nigel Atkins, we have a manager uh, that will build for the future. Um, I know he puts a lot of emphasis on bringing through the youth players. Um, and I think with Thomas Sandergaard aiming for this um, academy, like top-tier academy, the likes of uh, like Southampton, Man United, Arsenal, that churn out these players... Um, I think this is how um, you know financially we're going to go forward. Um, you know we bring in these, bring up these youth players, sell them on <coughs> to keep going year on year. Um, I think with Nigel though, he knows what he needs to do um, and what you need to do to get out of this league. Um, but I think even if we don't go up this year, um, as long as we finish around the playoffs, I think he'll be here next year to carry on the process. Um, as for Saturday, um, two players to watch out for. I've gone for Stockley um, up top and Big Ryan Innes. Uh, we've gone for big and physical this year and those two are exactly that. They are big lumps. Uh, they will be a handful at set pieces. Um, they do like a battle. Um, so yeah, hopefully it, uh, it should be a decent game. I'm going to go for 1-1. Um, we will probably have quite a lot of the ball, I'm thinking, but a lot of that will be side-to-side football. As I say, we do have this habit of trying to play football for the first 20 minutes and then if nothing happens, we revert back to type, lump it up to Stockley and hope we can get someone around him. Um, but I'm going to go for 1-1. One, one. Um, as for the overall season promotion, um, I can't see past Portsmouth. I think this is Portsmouth's year this year. Um, I think they're going to go up as champions. Um, and then probably two from Lincoln, Burton or Ipswich. Um, as they seem to be slashing the cash left, right and centre. Although that's no guarantee, um, especially in this league. Um, but yeah, those are my predictions. Um, good luck for the rest of the season and uh, thanks for having us on again. Cheers. Yeah, not a great not a great start for them, is it really? Um, I mean... Obviously, he's pinpointed a couple of players that we need to look out for, but it doesn't look like the business has been fantastic. Um, he thinks it's going to be a draw on Saturday, and to be honest, I'll, you know, I think most Latics fans would take that. Really, you know, I, I guarantee this time last year he would not have been predicting a draw against Wigan Athletics, so that maybe is a sign of how far we've come. Yeah. Um... Are they struggling for for a left back? I, I believe. I think they're struggling for a left back. There's, I know their owners coming for a bit of criticism on social media about uh, 
about signing the wrong players or not signing enough players. Yeah, I mean, he seemed to be suggesting that the the signing the players that nobody else wanted, and I mean, I guess we were we were kind of forced into that last year, but bizarrely managed to come up with some uh, some little gems. Really, you know, if you think of the likes of Otterbar who came in, you know, a player that nobody else wanted and, uh, you know, did a really good job for us. But I guess if you're not in administration, your transfer policy shouldn't really be those players who nobody else wants. So things like for a side that I think were quite well, you know, a lot of people quite fancied them at the start of the season. doesn't sound like from within the club that positivity is really there. So that might be another team down on our road to the championship. Right then, we'll we'll get some predictions uh, underway. Uh, team predictions as well. If uh, you think there might be one or two changes, we'll start off with uh, with Simon. I think, if you don't mind, Si. Yeah, well, I've I've missed him. Haven't I? The last couple of uh, weeks, I've been on an extended break after my uh, my summer podcasts uh, international call up. It, it's it's a tricky tricky game. Got to remember they've got Super Ben in midfield as well, Ben Watson. Um, oh, they've got some good players, and like you say, we've not we've got two defeats against them last season. McGilvery and Matt. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I think we can. I think we can beat them. I think the way that we've been playing with the intensity and um, how well we've been going forward, I think we can. We can beat them. It'd be good to see White finally get on the score sheet this week. Um, get provided with um, you know, good assist, James McLean, Charlie White, two goals for White, two no Wigan, two nil to ticks. Uh, young Adam, what's your prediction and any team changes that you think may occur? Yeah, I'd be interested to see if McLean gets thrown in. I'm gonna say he probably won't. Um, I think he'd been with the under 23s at Stoke, so probably Liam will probably want to bring him up to, to a bit more match fitness, uh, get him integrated with the squad a bit more, but again. We have we have options at our disposal now where that isn't such a big issue. You know, we've got great, great options, especially going forward. Uh definitely like to keep Wyke in there. I thought um, especially last last night, yeah, we lost a lot of his presence up front when he came up when he came off. I think that probably contributed to a lot of the pressure Wickham came up to us because if we're punting a ball forward, he's much more likely to get it get it under under control and, and all it up. So I think that's a, a key. A key quality that I think we need on Saturday. Um, in terms of the game, like you said, there's, there's disgruntled supporters amongst the Charlton fan base at the minute. Um, Colin questioning the manager already, questioning the owner, questioning the head of recruitment. Um, they've, they've lost two, drawn one, only scored one goal, I believe, in all the three games. Just nailed on for a home win, innit? Absolutely nailed on. <laughs> it's just all those little factors. I think. Wigan are just one of those teams that just love to give a team like that a win just to get an open running. So as much as I don't want that to come true, I, I do fear that just that, those kind of um, ingredients just have a, a disappointing away performance. But I do open run. But realistically, I do see us maybe getting beat 1-0 or 2-1. But again, my optimistic side will hope for a 2-0 win. But again, it's, it's hard to call at this stage, especially with, with these two squads. And uh, to other Adam, the point that Adam made, there, I, I recall it well. I think it was three years ago. We were absolutely on fire. QPR, one of QPR's fans was almost crying on the phone, saying that he didn't know what was happening to QPR, and they beat us one 0 <laughs> So you, you know what I mean. It, sometimes you've got to read in 
uh, take take what the opposition say with a pinch of salt at times. But yeah, I mean, personally, I don't think there'll be any changes uh, because I think everything worked well last night. So I think McLean will come in onto the bench. Uh, it's going to be on the bench for Pierce or Robinson because there's no need to have two left backs on the bench. Um, you know, I, I think last night was probably to do more with who we had available in the squad. In terms of the prediction, it will be a tight game. Like, they've still got some good players, Charlie. They've not lost a great start, but they've got some good players. Um, I think it might be... It's very unusual for me not to predict a Wigan win, but I think it'll be a 1-1 draw, and I think that'll be a very good result, because I do think Charlton will be sort of top eight, top nine end of the season. I'm a little bit more optimistic than you, too, to be honest. I'm a bit... With Sai, in a way. Um, I think we're, we're playing really well. The way we are playing reminds me quite a bit how we played under Jewel, marauding, getting forward, putting the balls in the box and, and let the forwards do the job. The only problem is we've only scored one in each of our games so far this season. Uh, but I think this might be the one where we actually score more than one. So I'm going to go for a 2-1 Latix win. And that's the way I see it going. Just, just on that, Barry, what you just, just, you just made me think actually about, you know, at the start of the season. Look at the fixtures that we had at the start of the season. If we beat Charlton, the Portsmouth game almost becomes a freebie in an extent because this month has been a, on paper, an absolute stinker. You know, if we come out with this month with, if we beat Charlton seven points, that's not allowing for the Portsmouth game either. Your Portsmouth, I think I think most Latics fans would have taken seven points from August with a brand new team and uh, a, a ridiculously tough fixture list. In you know, in, in light of what's available to play in the league, you probably throw Sheffield Wednesday and Ipswich in, and then you've pretty much played all the best sides. So, yeah, if we can get away with the win from there, which we're more than capable of doing, then I think what a what an August it's been. And we've progressed in the cup, and by then we'll probably be in the third round, won't we? Yeah, what an August it's been. Yeah, it's like bloody awesome, isn't it? Well, we'll be back on Sunday with a review of the Charlton game, obviously, and we're looking forward to the to the massive game for Bolton Wanderers when they visit us. I think it's uh, we'll probably put the kids out, won't we, in that game? Anyway, we'll talk about that when we convene on Sunday. But that's something for us to look forward to next week. Hopefully, three points in the bag. Happy birthday to Thorpe and up the team. Yeah, happy birthday, Thorpe. We we love you. Politics. <laughs>